Sometimes in life we just suffer. Sometimes it's from being totally withdrawn. Or so much stress that we are totally anxious. Or so tired that we are totally burnt out. But our current position is not our final destination. No, indeed. There's hope. So whether it's your personal life, your career, your relationship, your business, or your job, we say there's reason to believe again. And we present from Andy's personal development, the breakout room. It's the place for health, happiness, and prosperity. Stay tuned for more. Hi people, this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development. And at this point in time, I am really trying to have a sober conversation about some of the things that I personally have experienced in life. And the reason why I feel like I need to share is because I want folks to really understand my big why. The thing that I am really passionate about, the thing that I am so focused on, that it brings me to a place where I at times feel quite uncomfortable because I often have to step outside of my comfort zone. But that's a good thing because when that happens, it means that I'm willing to do what it takes to get me to the place where I believe my destiny, my purpose, my ambition really lies. It is a wonderful thing to know that you can make a difference in the world that we live in and to understand that every individual that was put on this planet was placed here for a definitive purpose not just to be a statistic not just to be data or a number but rather to be an unforgettable unapologetic undeniable and indelibly created human being that has something significant that they alone can do and fulfill because they were created for that destiny. They were created for that purpose. And I believe that we ought to be able to understand that by looking at the things that happen in nature. But remember, I started out by saying, these are the things about my personal life that I think is important to share because not only they mean that much to me, but so that folks could understand what drives me every single day, why I do my podcast, why I do public speaking, why I do coaching, why I minister and preach the gospel and teach the gospel. What is the reason for me doing all those things? Why is it that I am so fulfilled when I get the opportunity to perform these tasks? And I don't use the tasks lightly, but they fulfill something within me that is a deep-seated connection that's innately built in me 
that makes me realize my true potential. Was it always like this? No. There was a time in my life when I did not know what my purpose was. I did not know how to embrace my destiny. I did not know how to fulfill what I was created for. And the reason why that happened is because I was looking and measuring myself with other people and their accomplishments and thinking on the scale of balance. Where am I? And why am I here? What I did not know was that I needed to embrace the unique original me, understand me, love me just as I am, appreciating my originality, and then taking that to a place where I could come to terms with what I was blessed with and what I was supposed to do with my blessing. We are blessed to bless others. We are not here to be judgmental. We are here to be curious. We are not here to create gaps of irregularities and differences with people, but we are here to build bridges of our destinies. And as they collide and come in contact with each other, they're supposed to create a synergy of life that says, I am okay and you are okay too. But I did not know these things at the time. And so I, I kept trying to either fulfill the status quo of what the world expected of me or what people were thinking and saying about me. And I was lost a sea, did not have a port to go to, did not have a plan, couldn't understand the directions that the winds of life were blowing in. And I did not know how to navigate in those circumstances. And so it came to a time when I realized that what I was doing was limiting myself based on other people's limitations. And living a life like that, it really does not have much value. And therefore, if it does not possess a certain amount of value, how could it be fulfilling? And I knew that I had to do something because I looked at time and I realized that Time is constantly moving. It doesn't stand up and wait on anyone. It doesn't create conditions that says, oh, you know what? I have a little extra time. No, it keeps on moving 24, 7, 365. It just keeps on moving. And I also realized that change is unstoppable. Change has a, a mind and a power all of its own. And that in itself was something that I needed to understand and respect. Change is constant and it's always happening. It's always moving. And so when I came to that realization, I knew I had to do something different from what I was continuously doing. I had to make a change and a decision to make that change for me, for myself. Because I realized that I supposed to be able to challenge me to do more, to become more, so that I can give more. And these are some of the things that I discovered. I discovered that success is not just a mindset, 
but it's a lifestyle. And in order for one to be successful and to accomplish and enjoy the fruits or the byproduct of success, one needed to be success themselves. In other words, one needed to define within themselves the true meaning, the true potential, the true innate effect and value of success. When that hit me like a lightning rod, I realized that I was wasting time and I was looking at opportunities that did not present change as a reality. And so I decided that I had to do something more about my life. And that is when I took the opportunity to make the greatest investment that anyone can make, the investment in personal development of self. See, the thing that I, I also understood is that we are a spirit being living in a physical body, trying to have a physical experience, but from a spiritual perspective. And understanding that it might seem as though it is a difficult thing to come to terms with. Because you realize that when the world looks at you, they don't see a spirit. They see a body. But if they look a little further beyond the superficial surface of your skin, and they actually take a look at the virtues, the characteristics, the mannerisms, the quality of you, in terms of what you put out that is on the inside of you that says who you really are, then it's a big change. It's a big difference to just me being able to assess and see someone based on their physical appearance. We are so much more than the clothes and the shoes that we wear. We are so much more than the perfume that we put on our skin. We are so much more than the jobs that we have and the careers that we have. We are so much more than the position that people look at us in the social strata. We are so much more than we really become ourselves. But most of the times we never get there because we are constantly living on a fleshly, earthly basis, rather from a spiritual foundation. And so one cannot get to that place without having a relationship with the creator, a permanent, intimate, consistent relationship with the one who is responsible for putting you here. Why? Because he is the only individual on this planet, in this universe, that knows you better than you know yourself. You know, when you purchase a vehicle, they give you a manual, and it is called the owner's manual. And that manual is supposed to help you understand the vehicle that you have purchased, the features, the speed that it has, when you're supposed to service it, and the different components and parts that make up this motor vehicle. And so whenever you have a problem or a challenge with regards to understanding the features of the vehicle, 
you go to the manual. And the manual is supposed to help you. The owner's manual is supposed to give you the information that you need to understand what is really happening with your motor vehicle. But if you bypass the manual and you did not consult the manual and you go to some other place where somebody says they know about the vehicle and then they mess things up for you, you find yourself in a position where you may have no other choice but to go back to the owner's manual. How about we have a mindset that takes us to the owner's manual in the first place? And we get all the information that we need from there. Because that is the manual that gives us the information for us to make an informed decision about the challenges we may have about the vehicle that we own. Because it came from the manufacturers themselves. Who better to tell us about the vehicle than those who manufactured the vehicle? And so. I use that as a metaphor for us to think about our lives. We were created by someone for a purpose, for a destiny. I found that reality when I sought to understand why I am here. What is my purpose for being created? What is that one definable thing that I'm supposed to do that says to the world, this is why I am here. And in that search, I realized that I needed to have a connection with the creator. And if the creator is God Almighty, which I believe with all my heart and soul and being that he is, then he also has a manual. <laughs> and that manual is called the Bible. Now, here's the thing. I am not discriminating against anybody's religious belief or persuasion based on what they choose to believe and how they choose to believe it. That's entirely up to you. I am sharing from my perspective. I found my truth about myself from that spiritual perspective in the owner's manual who had created me. And when that happened, I realized that a component that was necessary for me to behold my destiny and my purpose was sadly missing. And I held on to it for dear life because I realized that if I did not fulfill the spiritual aspect of my life from a foundational perspective, I would live an imbalanced life that would lead me to a place of being unfulfilled. And therefore, I could not really realize my full potential and embrace my destiny. You know, there are times when we feel that in order for us to grow and in order for us to progress in life, we need to be in a place of comfort. We need to be in a place of safety. We need to be in a place where things are done decently and in order and there's no disorder, there's no chaos, there's no friction. But I've come to learn and firmly believe that 
unless we as human beings for most of our lives are not put in a position where we have to act, we become complacent. See, we are creatures of habits. We like comfort zones. We like to be able to repeat the same thing every day. Sometimes it's not good for us, but we do it anyway, because that's how we are wired. The human brain tells us we ought to do this because it's the safe thing to do. Stay in the safe lane, stay in the safe zone, and everything is going to be right. But the gut part of us, the heart is saying, take the leap of faith. Seek discomfort, because when you seek discomfort, that is the time that you know how your character is going to hold up. When the odds are against you and you need to make a stand in the situation, that is called situational awareness. So don't seek comfort. Don't seek a place of rest. The only time you should be seeking a place of rest is when you are dead. But whilst we are alive and we have the ability to live and move and have being, and we have oxygen flowing in our lungs, we have to make the most of the time that is available to us. It is extremely short. We are here today, gone tomorrow. We don't know what tomorrow holds, but we know that we are in a moment now where we can make decisions that would ultimately affect what happens tomorrow. And one of the things that was revealed to me was that if you're holding on to things in the past and you're allowing those things to constantly be part of your present story, it means then that your future is going to be shaped not by the present, but by the past. And that's not a healthy place to be. And I'll tell you why. Many of us have burdens that we carry. It is called baggage. And what baggage does, it creates a sense of disbelief that we can be more or better than who we are at our present moment. It creates a certain amount of limiting beliefs that hinders and prevents us from grabbing the realities of our true potential. Because every time we go to make a step forward, it tells us, no, you got to deal with that thing from the past first. And at the time it may have happened, we did not have the emotional stability and the mindset, the thinking, that paradigm shift that made it possible for us to maturely figure out what was happening, close the door, leave it out, and head for the future. So we held on to something that we did not understand, that we did not overcome, that did not take us to a place where we had clarity and we could see for a fact what was actually taking place behind what we thought was reality. The moments and times of things that happened in your past that you are still struggling with now is telling you it is time to let it go. You cannot return to history. You cannot rewrite what has already been written. 
It's in the logbooks. It's in the annals. It's a done deal. What you need to do now is focus on who you are and who you are becoming and what you need to do to get there in your present moment. And that is the now, not yesterday, but today. I know what I'm saying, Miss Song, as a challenge to some people. Because you're beginning to think, how could I let go of something that meant so much to me? The key word is meant. It does not mean something to you now because it is gone. That era is past. That history is over. That part of your life that you're still holding on to that doesn't exist because it's gone is not your reality. Your reality is where you are right now. How can you hold on to that reality without allowing that thing that was in the past to prevent you from being where you need to be? There's an old African saying that says, and maybe you have heard me said this before, if you cannot deal with the zombies that are on the inside, how can you deal with the zombies that exist on the outside? Remember I said earlier on that it's about comfort. It's about safety. The thing that we gravitate to because we believe unless we are there, good things cannot happen. We cannot learn. We cannot advance. We cannot progress. A great Roman philosopher, a politician, and a member of the Senate of the government of Rome in their heyday, Pueblos, he said this, Tacitus was his last name, Pueblos Tacitus. He said this, the desire for safety stands against every great and noble enterprise. Let me repeat that. Tacitus said this, the desire for safety stands against every great and noble enterprise. And what he meant by that was simply this. If you want progress, if you want development, if you want to create enterprise, something that is novel, something that is new, if you want to delve into that pioneering spirit that takes you to a place that you have never been before, you cannot think about doing it safely. You have to be willing to take risk. You have to be willing to go outside of your comfort zone. You have to be willing to do something, say something, be something that you were not before, but is necessary now because in order for change to become your reality, you have to change first. It starts with you. And so what we have to understand is that the day that we leave this planet and we are gone, the question is, what is the legacy that we will leave behind that says to someone, this was their life? Would people still gravitate to what we have left behind? Because if it was fulfilling, if it was endearing, if it was something that was pioneering, if you had at least made the effort, if we had at least come out of our comfort zones and get to a place where we were so uncomfortable that we had no other choice but to grow, to develop, to become. What a huge difference that would make on our legacy. Somebody would stand up and say, wait a minute. 
I get the meaning of what he was saying. I understand it now. And that happens so many times. People normally don't get it until after we are gone and they are in reflecting mood, in retrospect. They begin to realize, wait a minute. This is what, what John was saying. This is what Jane was speaking about. I get it now. Because now you're no longer there to define it. But your legacy remains behind. I want to tell you something about arguably one of the greatest products of wine or produce of wine in the world today. There's a place in Tuscany, in Italy, that is called Montalcino. And the wine that they produce, the brand of the wine is called Brunello di Montalcino. That place is a small town, but it produces some of the finest wines because they have some of the finest grapes in the world. The brand of the grape is called Brunello. And the thing about the grape is that when you look at the place in which the grape is grown and harvested and produced, it does not appear as if it's welcoming or a place becoming of productivity and produce for a grape because you're thinking that a grape is a delicate thing. And in so many ways it is. But here's the thing. It's a hilly sort of town. You can check it out. It's a hilly sort of town. And the soil that is there is made up of limestone and shale and loam, a combination of those things put together. So at first glance, having that knowledge, you think that, hey, it's almost impossible for grape to grow there. But you know what? They've been doing it for a pretty long time. And it's among the best in the world. And so the question you would want to ask is, why is it that a place that is not really conducive from a physical perspective, from a knowledge-based perspective, to the growth and harvesting of grape produces arguably the finest in the world? And the reason is this, one word, resilience. The resilient quality of the grape that is grown there shows that the grape, as a result of the condition, is showing that it has the highest possible level of resilience so that it bounces back, even though the conditions are not conducive to it being growing. It is so challenged now that it produces the best possible quality of grape in the planet in the world and as a result produces possibly the best quality of wine we have to be like that grape that seizes the opportunity to find ourselves resilient in the midst of our human chaos we are the ones that create the negativities that form themselves around us. Look at the man in the mirror. Stop blaming other people. 
We want to blame the government. We want to blame religion. We want to blame society. We want to blame social media. We want to blame everybody, even God, except ourselves. And you know what? That's one of the reasons why we have so much chaos in the world today, because people are not taking responsibility for their actions and they are not taking responsibility for themselves. They are placing that responsibility inadvertently on other people, on other things. But I've come to know and to understand and to embrace the reality that whatever happens on the outside of me is because of what I have going on on the inside of me. I create the domino effects that I see in my life because of my either limiting beliefs or my beliefs that go beyond the limit of what I can do because I believe that I always can do better. You know, Martin Luther King Jr. was given a speech to a graduation class in St. Louis, a high school. And he was telling them about their lives being like a blueprint. And they ought to find a way to get things done, even though the conditions and the circumstances are not conducive to getting stuff done. And he told them, when you are confronted with a situation that demands that you do something, find a way to be involved. Don't be an innocent or guilty bystander in your life. Become involved. Become involved in the process of you moving from one place to the next. He said these words. He said, if you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, do something. It is better than doing nothing. Get the opportunity. Create it for yourself if you have to. For movement, for growth, for development to take place in your life. At least one day at a time. One percent at a time. But do something. So that change becomes a reality and a possibility in your life. No one else can do that for you but yourself. You know, the late Kobe Bryant had something that he called the Black Mamba mentality. But lately, when we look at it and we we look at the combination of what he was able to do and put together and his lifestyle and the legacy that he has left behind. We recognize it, what, it was not just a mindset. It was a lifestyle. It was something that dominated the way he behaved, his intention, his purpose, his ability to perform exceptionally well. And in one of his interviews, he said, when the average team member comes in, and they work out for two sessions per day. He said, I made it three. And so as time progressed, season after season, he found himself always one or two steps ahead of everybody else because what they were doing, he was prepared to do one more. 
Huge difference. See, we want to be like everybody else. We don't want to stand out. We don't want to go there. Especially when somebody looks at us and say, hey, who do you think you are? Why do you think you are different? You think you're so special? Can you really do that? Just follow us, man. Just follow the road. Just follow the team. This is what everybody else is doing. Follow the Joneses, man. Don't oppose the Joneses. It's not that you want to oppose anybody. It's just you want to be the best possible version of yourself ever. And how can you do that? By doing 1%, one step, one more session, one more movement better, more than what everybody else is doing. Because you see, it's about self-mastery. It's not about competition. It's about relevance. Being the best for yourself, for your family, your career, your marriage, everything that is important to you. It is important just to go that one step further. Do that little bit more than you're accustomed doing because every day it's going to get more and more challenging. How do we react? Doesn't really matter much because it may be just a natural reaction. But how we respond, that makes a difference. Because a response is supposed to be something that is thought out. Not void of emotion, but being led by a sense of purpose, a sense of understanding from a holistic point of view, what is needed in the moment, what is necessary. How can I be the best possible version of myself and be relevant at the same time while keeping my feet on the ground and realizing that the reality of my life can make a difference because somebody out there may need to hear what my story is. Somebody needs to understand that they can align themselves with the values that I have learned, that I have created for my life. And that's important to me. It's my reality. It's my story. And my story matters. And so every other person's story matters as well. And we are supposed to be here to support, uplift, nurture, accommodate, embrace, love, and understand each other. But for the most part, we don't do that. We are constantly competing. We want to be the best. We want to be number one. We want the trophies and the accolades. We want our names to be seen in lights. We want to be the person that they speak of when they speak of a particular thing. If that happens, so be it. But when we seek after those vain things, which are just temporary, we defeat the purpose of us being the kind of individual that looks at the world and says, you know what? I realize who I am. I embrace who I am. I know my purpose now. I know my destiny. And I'm about to launch and share it with the world because this is what I was created for. I've said it before and I'll say it again. The universe has placed us here. And it has made an investment in us being on this planet. And so when someone makes an investment, they need to have an ROI. A return on that investment. 
What is your return in the investment that the universe has made in placing you here? That question cannot be answered or understood until we come to a place to recognize that every individual on this planet is equal. We are all smart. We are all capable of accomplishing great things. Your name may not be written in lights, but if you can help a neighbor next door, you might be a hero to them. If you can help a child cross the street on their way to school, they might remember that for the rest of the day. And that made a difference in their life. You don't know the very small things that you do, how they can make a difference in people's lives. Because every day we have an opportunity to make a difference. It is how we look at things. It is how we perceive things and how we understand what we are supposed to do when those situations present themselves. It is easy to be in our comfort zones, to go into our homes and to relax and turn on the telly and to sip on something or drink a cup of coffee. Those things are easy. We can do those things. But when it comes to being a fellow human being, that's when the challenges arise because we realize we're always looking at a comparison between ourselves and the other person. And if we are not comparing, we have these pre-notions in our minds of who they are because we are limited by what we know because we are not allowing ourselves to come to a place to get the information on what we don't know. See, that's the difference. If we approach every individual and every situation at the same time with an open mind, with a level of innocence and curiosity, as if we are seeing and meeting for the first time, it's going to make a huge difference. But most of the times we already have in our minds what we want to say. Because we have either had the experience or we think that we have the knowledge and we know it. I know what he's going to say. I know what she's going to do. Why don't we just give them a chance? And then based on what they say or do, we can then decide how we are going to proceed. It is important to come to a place where we begin to understand that when we embrace the role that we are supposed to play, that destiny, that thing that is defined by us and us alone, that we alone can fulfill, <laughs> man, that, it's a wonderful feeling. It's a fantastic feeling. It's a feeling that takes you to a place where you realize I have got to put in the work now. I've got to put in the time. Develop yourself. Just prepare yourself to be better. There's no greater challenge that exists upon this planet than that which we have of ourselves. Come into terms with who we are. Understanding who we are. Embracing who we are. Loving who we are. When we do that, we can do that for others as well. And so that creates an effect of currency that says we are all willing and able to get to a place that defines 
our purpose, fulfills our intentions, and creates the foundation upon which we can build our destiny. This is Andy of Andy's Personal Development. I love you. I care about your health, your happiness, and your prosperity. Continue to be good, but remember, there's always room for improvement, and we should always seek to get better. So, until next time, I'm saying so long. God bless, Godspeed, shalom. Namaste. Bye for now.